And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Nothing like starting off a podcast with a delicious chocolate yogurt pop by the Yasso Company. And Yasso, if you want to send me some free chocolate pops, I'll take them. I'm sure you would, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, I know how much you love those delicious, fudgy, chocolatey Yasso bars. They're fantastic. They're like chocolate mousse, but on a stick. You see, this is the kind of advertisement that you too could be getting for your brand to all of our tens of listeners. If only you would pony up the cash for DDT Wrestling. You've got that right, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. You're eating some homemade uh, goods, I'm assuming, some zucchini bread with chocolate chips. Can yeah. you taste? Why are you eating it with a fork? Is it something that needs to be? I thought breads, usually you could. Is it warm? Is it just uh, butchered? I did warm it up, yeah. Okay. So I put it in the toaster. I don't, I, you're right. I mean, I guess I probably could eat it by hand, but it just seems there's a lot of chocolate in this, a lot of chocolate chips. So it just sort of feels like, in the interest of not getting that smeared all over myself, a fork is perhaps in my best interests. Well, and you've got to, you know, you've got to put a lot of chocolate in there just to mask the taste. Of the zucchini. Now, I don't know if I've ever had zucchini bread. It's good. Um, honestly, you don't even really taste the zucchini. If anything, it just lends itself to... It's like a banana bread, and the zucchini just lends a nice... Instead of the flavor of banana, it just ends. It just adds moistness to the bread. And then you throw in all these chocolate chips, and you just got yourself a nice chocolate chip loaf, really. So... Well, Delish. That's, that's what I do when I make banana bread, which I try to do two or three times a year. Uh, I do try to put as much chocolate as possible without having it not be able to be the consistency of bread anymore. I uh, love banana bread, by the way. How, how do you feel? I, I should make you banana bread sometime. It's quite good. How do you mm -hmm. feel about nuts in your breads? Um, it depends on the type of bread that it is, of course, but I can get behind a banana bread with a nice walnut or pecan in there. Absolutely. I am 100% on board yeah. with that decision. I'm not. My uh, Mama Matthews made, when I was a kid, she made a chocolate chip and walnut banana bread, and she would, you know, I would have a slice for breakfast because that's a delicious breakfast food is anytime you can. If I can't have chocolate chip pancakes, I want chocolate chip and walnut banana bread and i would bring my plate back into the kitchen and it would just be a pile of walnuts what do oh, you because you would you would take the walnuts out of the bread and not eat them i'm not a huge walnut fan like i will eat them walnuts are delicious and they're one of the healthiest nuts and they have positive heart health effects so i highly recommend you, sir, getting into the walnuts, the pistachios, and the almonds. Low sodium, unsalted if possible, but, you know, I think you would like them. You just got to get into it. You just got to throw yourself whole hog. We have the little snack packs of regular plain almonds. I eat those just fine. We got some pistachios the other night for a charcuterie board. They were quite delicious. And it's possible that, like, a walnut on its own, I wouldn't mind. 
It's just baked into something. Like when I, my dad puts walnuts in his chocolate chip cookies. When I bite into a delicious champ made chocolate chip cookie, I do not want some sort of, it's almost a texture thing. I want mm. the chewy chocolate. I mean, I feel similarly about raisins. I don't want to bite into a cookie and suddenly have a raisin in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, I get, I don't know, my wife, uh, Mrs. Manson, she, she, she makes fun of me frequently because I will eat raisins. I like raisins in my oatmeal, but I don't want them in my non-health food. You know what I mean? Like, I've already made the decision to pack away some chocolate chip cookies or what have you. I, I don't, I don't need raisins sneaking their way into there and making it just a little bit worse. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at as well. I apologize. There's some weird little thin line that keeps going up and down on the recording. That might be that whistling you were talking about before. I I'm guessing it is. <laughs> I apologize if the uh, the editing of this podcast is more difficult than usual. I'm just going to not try. Okay. And that'll be fine. That's fine. We've only got one email. Screw it. Um, I agree. Speaking because- of which, we should go to the emails right now and end the show. That's, we've, we've talked for enough, right? I mean, there's that's nothing... kind of what I was saying in the, the tweet when you said I was like, we could make this a pod blast and be out of here in 20 minutes. Um, although there are a couple. It is of... the it is the only way that we're going to get a bark free podcast this week because we've been lucky so far and I don't anticipate this silence lasting much longer. I, I, I said I would have driven to the lab and recorded in your office after if you hours. had asked me earlier in the day. I might have said yes. Like, if you had come during work hours, I there was nobody around this afternoon. If it had been, like, 1 o'clock, we could have done it. You, I don't know this information. How am I supposed to know that you're well, your office? Well, I'm not saying you should know that information, but it's, you have to understand. It's not the sort of thing that just occurred to me to call up old D.C. Matthews and say, hey, uh, let's hooky at my place of employment today. You know, it just didn't occur. But, you know... Um, it's too bad that we're recording now, because tomorrow's looking pretty good for that, too, to be honest. I, I've got plans in around lunchtime, but I could, you know, we could stop this now, and this could be part one, and we could finish tomorrow. Nah, we might as well keep going. We'll record the list tomorrow. I'll come over and we'll record the list. Yeah, we should probably put Harley Race on there, if he's not already. You know, I couldn't remember. It's been that long. But yes, um, <clears throat> I was going to wish you a happy five-year anniversary. Five years ago yesterday, we sat in a basement. I'm not so sure it qualifies as a happy anniversary. Well, we sat... Uh, why? Because the podcast didn't work or because Piper died? Because Piper died. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, now it's the five-year anniversary and Harley Race died. So clearly, we are bad for pro wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could have told you that. But yes, everything um, we touch comes to an end. Well, everything comes to an end, right? Technically. Well, not everything. I suppose that's true. Name one thing that won't come to an end. Matter, Adams? Entropy. I don't know what that is. That sounds like one of those hippy-dippy science words. What is entropy? (laughs) Uh, It's basically things just sort of breaking down over time, to put it simply. Okay, so the thing that won't ever end is the breaking down of things. Sure, let's go with that. Because even when there's nothingness, the nothingness will break down. Well, because in theory, you know, entropy is ordered systems returning to a state of chaos, 
in some ways. Um, but from chaos comes order. Um, you know, you can't have complex molecules come into existence without the complexity of chaotic interactions of random molecules smashing up against each other for billions of years. So it's sort of a cyclical thing in some ways. At least that's how I tend to think of it. My okay. little heart buddy. I sent you a little heart emoji. <clears throat> well, yeah. How do you so do that? Where Where is that little bottom right? Oh, there it is. There's a heart, and you can send all sorts of little... I'm going to send you something to spin on. That's a thumb. <laughs> and, I, and I sent you at that time an open mouth face. So You sure did. Really? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to so, stop there. So, so, yeah, rest in peace, Harley Race. <laughs> Do you have any memories of Harley Race? Because honestly, he is um, he's before my time, before yeah. my childhood. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I remember him. Like, I remember probably a WrestleMania or something that I, I rented that, again, would have been really before my time. But I remember yeah. him coming to the ring, I think, in, in like the King get up with yeah. the, the crown and all that. Yeah. So that was my first memory of him is watching those Coliseum videos. Is that a, is that a mania that I'm thinking of? Or? Yeah, he wrestled Junkyard Dog, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, and then I remember him watching WCW. He managed Big Van Vader in that feud with Cactus oh. Jack. And, you know, he's a 50-year-old man getting body slammed and backdropped and all of those things. Um, I I wish I knew more about Harley Race. You know, I'll, I'll eventually get to it on WWE Network at some point. Um, but... The stories you hear and the legacy that he leaves is clearly one to be honored. And sounds like he was a tough guy, badass of the ages. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, rest in peace, Mister Race. Um, that's all I can say, I guess. I want to look up something because I will feel like he is he one of the ones that got arrested for something? Did he get arrested for drunken public? intoxication did he get arrested for selling puppy dogs to old ladies and then going in the middle of the night and taking those puppies back from the old ladies without no, their consent apparently i'm thinking of somebody else he did however you know he was in the wwf from 86 to 89 um and then let's see this is from wikipedia <clears throat> in early 19 in early 1988 he suffered an abdominal injury in a match against Hulk Hogan, in which he tried to hit Hogan laying on a table with a headbutt, like a swan dive headbutt. Okay. Hogan moved out of the way, and Race hit the table. The metal edge of it forced its way up into Race's abdomen, giving him a hernia. Oh, that is the worst way to get a hernia that I've ever heard of. And I imagine he probably finished that match, if I had to guess. Yeah. But Ugh. yeah, uh, not that that should be how he is remembered. But again, you're talking about the toughness. Yeah, toughness, for sure. Toughness, huh? toughness. Um, but yes, it is a, a shame that he has passed on. But lots of tributes, lots of great things uh, in his memory on Twitter and all over the place. So I'm sure time NWA world heavyweight champion. Was he ever a WWE champion? No. No, no. It was one of those guys where, you know, I was a top yeah, guy. That makes sense. I'm top guy in WCW, so I can only be a mid card guy in WWF. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah he main evented the first uh, Starcade Harley race versus Ric Flair in a cage. Yeah. I mean, they had a really 
a legendary sort of feud, I think, mm-hmm. from the early in the early eighties. Right? He he helped, I would say, make Ric Flair. Right? Oh, absolutely, without question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rick, Rick Flair became a big name because he was able to beat Harley Race. Yeah, and work with. Harley I think Race. that's if any. I mean, I know that sounds weird to be like, yes, this man's greatest accomplishment was he but got over Ric Flair. But in the grand scheme of things, there are worse things uh, to be remembered for. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And again, like you said, he's an eight-time heavyweight champion. You know, he came of eight, like, his peak was right before the explosion with, you know, WrestleManias right. and pay-per-view. So he he might be one of the biggest stars of that pre-pay-per-view era, but... Well, and, there's just and, one last know. thing I think I want to say about the situation, and that is, fuck cancer. We really can't argue with that. Yeah. So there you go. Did you think five years ago when we sat down, recorded a podcast, we found out Roddy Piper died and then I, the audio didn't record. So we had just totally wasted our time. Um, <laughs> did, did you think that five years down the road we would be continuing to do this? Let me put it this way. Before we ever thought about podcasting, we said, you know what would be great? We should open a website where we talk about wrestling. We'll call it the number two contenders because we're clever and that's a clever gimmick. Um, And that lasted about three weeks, us doing that, I think. Um, So to come back around to the question that was asked, no, (laughs) we don't stick with stuff for five years. That's not what we do. So, no, I think it's because it requires, you know, we, we have gone out of our way to make this the least labor intensive thing it could be. There's no pre pre work. There's maybe a little post work. Uh, occasionally I'll remember to tweet that we did an episode and that people should listen to it. Uh, You're much better at that than I am. Well, I, I had to dust off the old <coughs> password Rolodex to get into my Twitter uh, just before we started the show. Today. I was shocked. Yeah. You, you tweeted once 16 minutes ago, and then the last thing you tweeted was July 15th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I just I could not abide the fact that there was only a single email in our email account. Glenn, coming through for us. Where's everybody else? Did you not remind people? Oh, you know what? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, that's okay. I did. Glenn actually... Not only did Glenn send the email, he, uh, where was it? A few hours ago, two hours ago, he posted, it's Thursday and I've sent my email to Doc in DC, have you? And I was like, oh yeah, I, I've been so in vacation mode that I, I'm surprised I remembered it was Thursday. That's fair. I barely remembered it was Thursday. Mrs. Manson certainly never remembers it's Thursday. I'm always like, I'm podcasting tonight. She's like, oh, yeah, that's a thing you do. Yeah. She tweeted out the picture of the dogs that I really wanted to uh, to send you a message and be like, son, maybe not this week. You know, <laughs> the dogs have been uh, fairly sweet. For those of you who don't know, we're watching Mrs. Manson's parents, my in-laws, their dog. They've gone off cross country on a trip. Uh, to visit their son and grandchildren. And so we're watching um, the elder beagle, Miss Cassie. Um, She is a lovely beagle, um, but she barks a lot. 
And well, no, in fairness, she doesn't bark that much. My dog barks a lot. And when Oscar starts barking, she starts barking. And then it's just a cacophony of barking. And it's the worst. I, I just I, I can't stand it. I, I can't handle the noise. Um, it just it drives me absolutely insane. It's one of those things that I just I don't have patience for. Um, so I spent a nice long day at work today and I plan to do the same tomorrow. Yeah, but they've been they've been good so far. Honestly, they have been good. We didn't have any problems with her last night. Last time when she was here, there's an adjustment period getting her to sleep through the night without having issues. Um, but she picked it right up again. She had that prior positive experience to draw from. It's been good. And honestly, it hasn't been other than the barking. Um, and I haven't been here for a lot of it. Mrs. Manson probably has more right to complain than I do. Um, other than that, it's been going very well, and I think it's going to be a fine week. And, and again, in fairness, we're 16 minutes in now. We haven't heard a peep out of them. This is might be this might be a roll that we're on. Hey, maybe I'm going to keep saying things so I can jinx it. Maybe it's when they somehow they can hear the noise of the microphone and they know <clears throat> it's time to be quiet. Maybe you just need to podcast so much over the next week. It's just nice and peaceful. That seems unlikely. I did send you a message that said, if, you know, if you're in need of a break, let me know and we can actually go out into the world and do things. You did say that. I did. did. I look forward to you doing absolutely nothing with that information. That's typically what I do. But yes, happy five years to us. DDT Wrestling. It's like a podcast, but ruined. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Referring to the joke. Because we did. We did actually see each other outside of the podcast. Had some ice cream together a couple days ago. You you talked about horrible things that made your wife a little upset. I did? You were just talking about, you know, how you oh. have to sometimes argue with people and you fear for your life sometimes. And you know, that, oh, old, yeah. that old chestnut. Yeah, well, you know, it's just part of the job, fearing for your life. Well... Part of your job being a professional podcaster is uh, you've got to watch a couple of wrestling shows next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Because we wrestling shows are those uh, NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam August 11th this year. Never. What is a <clears throat> SummerSlam? It is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Huh. Yes. I was able to solicit another email. Hey. Kevin Johnson has come through. Uh, okay. And what an awkward title. All right. <laughs> I can't wait to good. read that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, SummerSlam is right around the corner. Uh, ten days away. <clears throat> Rank your excitement level on a scale of one to ten. How excited would you say you are for SummerSlam? Negative uh, seven. Now, I am aware that I will be out of town on SummerSlam day. So I'm you assuming will? I will, unfortunately. <clears throat> so I'm assuming that GQ will be around. So I imagine you will actually watch this show. But then again, who knows? I will be free for TakeOver, just throwing it out there into the universe. I am free Saturday for TakeOver if you would like to watch. Okay. I would venture over to Manson Manor to partake. Um, I think there's potential for that. I'm trying to think ahead. But nothing is popping to mind that would be an issue. The dogs will have, well, the dog will have gone back by then. Um, yeah, I think it's possible. Probably okay. even. All right. Um, 
WrestleMania. I know that's SummerSlam, but we I don't just, make it's in there now. predictions and productions anymore. But I'm just curious. How many of the I don't want you to name all the champions, but how uh-huh. confident do you feel in your ability to name all the champions? Poor. The problem is there's too many champions. Um, the 24 seven champion could be anyone. Honestly, I'm just going to say our truth because it seems likely, but no. OK, well, who is it then? It is. Uh, we have a brand new. 24 7 champion and she is doing a pretty good job and who is she maria canellis isn't she pregnant yes she is the first ever pregnant 24 7 champion or pregnant any wwe champion in history um would you like to know how that happened i have questions Sure. That's not necessarily one of them, but why don't we start there? How did this happen? <clears throat> so, our truth has been No, no, no. How did she get pregnant? That's what I'm asking. Oh, well, she and her it's husband It's a mystery Mike. to me. I I know I I am a biologist, but somehow I've just never looked at anything to do with the reproductive system. So, please, DC Matthews, my teacher, tell me how this works. All right. Uh she and her husband love each other very much. Okay. And so sometimes when you love each other very much, you go to a special room. Uh Uh-huh. You write a letter to the stork and you say, dear Mr. Stork or Mrs. Stork, uh, we are interested in procuring a child. We have X amount of money to pay for the child. So could you please find some infant waif? On the streets, and the child. So you're saying the storks steals the children? <laughs> it's an elaborate human trafficking program. Yes, and the quality of the child is based off of the amount of money that the parents are able to put forth to the stork corporation. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the Stork Corporation. This is turning into a sci-fi movie right now. <laughs> yes. Um, the Stork Corporation. Gosh, I have so many more questions now. Okay. Um, well, we've got plenty no, of time. Okay. So, how did Maria become the champion? So, without going into the huge amount of the story, Mike Canellis wound up winning the title, and he and his wife have been going back and forth because he doesn't win a lot of matches, and she questions his masculinity in very awkward, Paul Heyman-influenced sort of ways. And oh, so, hooray. And so he won the title and went back to her and like, look, I am a champion. I am a man. And she was like, good, now Neil." And lay down, and she put her high-heeled shoe on his chest, and the referee counted, and she won the title. That sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. I mean, she made him... So, hmm. So, is she a dom now? Is is Mike Kanellis... Is he a sub? Like, within kayfabe? Is that the character? Like, is he gonna... Is he gonna come out in a gimp suit sooner or later? Like, is that where this is headed? Are things getting extreme? Uh, things are extreme-ish. Um, okay. But I would not say that it's that level of a relationship. It's just that she has very little patience for his BS. He was in a, he's been in a feud with Drake. But Maverick. he did. 
he did obey he did kneel that he did lay down he and just he took he it did. while the ref counted he, while i won't say there's any sort of uh bdsm relationship i will say he is whipped Okay. And so he does what she says because she is pregnant and she uses that like, I will explode on you. Like she so, got in the face of Braun Strowman at one point. Here's a question for you. Sure. How does a pregnant woman tactfully lose the 24-7 championship in the WWE in today's day and age? Um. Well, in 2019, how does a pregnant woman lose this championship? Well, Book it'll it. be. It'll Fuck be it, Dano. To be fair, Ted DiBiase bought the 24-7 championship off of a Lunder Blaze. There was no pinfall. He just handed her a lot of cash, and she handed him the title. So I would imagine some chicanery like that, or perhaps there's some scene where she is sleeping in her pregnant state, and someone sneaks in while she is slumbering, and pins her without performing any sort of offensive move. But this also could just be a way to stop the rampant title changes for a few weeks, because the fact that she is still, she won that title probably in the first hour of Raw, and is still champion, which is pretty impressive. So, Okay, well, that sounds entertaining. I'm glad they're doing something, and at least it's, you know, um, they're making history. That's important. They are there. This was Mike Kanellis' first title. Drake Maverick had a match on Raw with his wife, who I believe, as long as, as far as I know, is not signed with the company. She is wrestled, she a trained wrestler? Yes, she wrestled in the Mae Young Classic at one point. Oh, okay. But. Uh, there it is. Well, there we go. There we go. Hey. It was only a matter of time. 25 minutes in is not bad. No, well, not bad at all. Would you like to? Oh, okay. So, yes, uh, there's going to be a ton of matches for SummerSlam. It's going to be another one of those five or six hour shows. So you might want to not watch it. Agreed. I was going to say set a curfew. Just be like, hey, GQ, congratulations on that top five finish in your art contest, by the way. Um but you can come watch SummerSlam, but we're going to close is, up. Sh- he, by the way, he is very pleased with that top five finish. As Apparently, he be. I'm not being sarcastic. It's a legitimate well, just, honor. I, did, I found a little out a little bit more about it. And so the way that the contest worked was um, the people with the top 15 most votes all got collected and sent to uh, these judges, basically. Ah. And so from the 15, five were selected, not based off of the popular vote so his selection in the top five means it actually went in front of people who chose that work which is actually pretty thrilling i I would say Um, also explaining part of his excitement so yeah pretty cool i'm excited for him but you just might want to say hey we're gonna pull a dc matthews rule and around 9 30 10 o'clock we're all gonna go to bed so nah that's lame well Okay. I'd rather it, watch TakeOver anyways, to be honest. So if you're around and if GQ's around on a Saturday, well, maybe that'll happen. Two women's matches at TakeOver. First time ever. Oh, yeah? Any good? Um, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, which should be good. And the yeah. match I am looking forward to is Io Shirai in her new heel crazy pants role, looking very much like she did. I didn't see her. Did you see when the Black Lotus 
group was in yeah. Lucha Underground. I did. She's got that look. There's a okay. lot of black leather pants going on. Um, but nice. she's wrestling Candice LeRae, and it's possible it's going to be like a street fight sort of. Ooh, that could be a fun match. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going to be crazy. Uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano again. Um, Who is the champion? Cole. Okay. Two out of three falls match. Each match has a different stipulation, so it's like three stages of hell. So Adam Cole chose a regular match. Uh, Johnny Gargano <laughs> chose a... Maybe he chose the street fight. But And then there's a third one that has not been announced yet. But Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne for the North American title. That should be a whole lot of fun. And Undisputed Era versus Street Profits. Yeah, sounds like a good show. I'll watch so, that. Yeah. So Especially if it's is, only two and a half hours long, you know what I mean? I do, in fact, know that what you mean. That is the sweet spot. Although, with that two out of three falls match, it's going to be three hours. They had other men. Like, they could have done some other stuff. Matt Riddle's been fight, or keeps being attacked by Killian Dane. I would have liked to see Did that you mention... Did you mention, I was going to say Ty Dillinger, but I know that's not his name. Uh, Tyler Breeze. Is Tyler Breeze on the card? No. But again, it's one of those NXT takeovers are only five matches. So yeah, that's Tyler Breeze on this week's NXT was wrestling one of the Forgotten Sons, Gunner from TNA, and was attacked by all of the Forgotten Sons. And Fandango came to the rescue. Breezango lives in NXT. I hope there's a part of me that was like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't turn and join the Forgotten Sons. And so now I'm terrified that that's going to happen. But I just want another match where Tyler Breeze is in a janitor's outfit with a mustache and a mop because that's all you want in the world. That was so good. They stuff. were great. So if they get the chance to just be silly and goof off in NXT, I'm all, I'm all for it. It was a nice little return yeah. for Fandango. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. That sounds nice. All right. Um, I think that's all the major news that's fit to print. Like I said, I mean, what's going on? Um, what is going on in the main event scene in, in the WWE proper? Well, Brock Lesnar uh, beat the hell out of Seth Rollins on Raw, like F5 into the turn into the ring post. Was it like a, a, a rematch or was it no, just on it was Seth just Rollins a beatdown? was wrestling somebody else whose name escapes oh Dolph Ziggler um, was wrestling Dolph Ziggler because Dolph Ziggler has super kicked Shawn Michaels setting up that probable Wrestlemania match okay um, <clears throat> the rumor is that Dolph Ziggler will be wrestling Goldberg at SummerSlam well that's a match I never knew I wanted to see and now I still don't want to see it <laughs> um but Brock Lesnar just came out and just beat the tar out of... Uh, why? Because they're going to wrestle at SummerSlam and they don't like yeah, each but other. Yeah, why? Like, I mean, I have to imagine Lesnar... At the, well, maybe not. I've been watching week to week. But it would seem to me that Lesnar would think Seth Rollins is beneath him. Why would he even waste his time with Seth Rollins? Well, Seth Rollins did beat him at WrestleMania, if you remember correctly. So... Uh, I guess. Yes. First match. But you would have appreciated this 
beat him to the point where he's bleeding from the mouth and needs to be put on a stretcher. And the ambulance, they load him into the ambulance and the ambulance starts to drive out of like the parking lot and it starts to go like up the ramp out into the city and Brock's just standing in the <laughs> park, like stops the ambulance, just like literally just stands there like this. The ambulance stops. He walks around, opens the door and continues to beat on Seth Rollins while he's on the stretcher. That's uh, that could be a good visual. I like that idea. So I'm wondering, OK, this this beating should take him out for a month at least. So are we going to get something different? Is it just going to be Seth Rollins now has to overcome, you know? No, please. He'll be back to normal by next week. Who are you kidding? I, I know. I'm just makes you want. It would but be I'm, nice. Yeah, I hear you. But yes. Um, so that's the title picture. The main event of Raw was supposed to be a Samoan summit between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. They were just going to talk. That was the main event. They actually said, we have three main events tonight. Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler, and the Samoan Summit. And they were going to what? Solve climate change? or They were just going to talk, apparently. But they wound up fighting. Um, Drew McIntyre got involved because he's kind of allied with Samoa Joe, I guess. Cedric Alexander got involved because Cedric Alexander has a little thing involved in this. Again, I'd have to go back a couple of weeks. That sounds complicated. My brain hurts. The Usos came out. The club came out. The new Raw Tag Team Champions, Gallows and Anderson. Um, Cedric at one point climbed. Are they calling themselves the OC? They are. That's dumb, <laughs> but also kind of, kind of good. Yeah, yeah, dumb um, but good. Yeah, that's that's WWE in a <laughs> nutshell. Welcome to the World Wrestling Entertainment. Dumb, but good. And also, at least that's the way I like it. And also, pretty sure that's going to be the this week's episode title. Dumb, but good. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's um, pretty good one. But yeah, Cedric climbed up on top of the Titan Tron thing and dove onto everybody. So are we going to see our women tag team champions in action at SummerSlam? Probably on the pre-show there. Okay. Now I watched the Hulu versions. Maybe they're involved in other stuff. I'm guessing we're going to see. So right now it would make sense if I was booking the Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Zane. Uh, you would throw Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in there because they've been kind of teaming up. Maybe it's those so three. So who is Becky fighting? Natalia. And who is Bailey fighting? Ember Moon. Okay. And who is All Charlotte right. fighting? I'm glad you asked. Wait, Charlotte? Who's Charlotte? She's who not is, a champion. Who is Charlotte fighting? Trish Stratus. A what? Yeah. Why? Uh, reasons. Gotcha. gotcha. Charlotte needed a match on SummerSlam, but we don't want to put her in a title picture, so she'll just wrestle a legend. All right. Well, um, I'll watch it. Will you, though? Because that's SummerSlam. Oh, God. Maybe. Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. Great. Kofi Kingston versus his arch enemy, Randy Orton. 
yeah, no, thank you. Is is Kofi still the yes. champion? Yes, okay. shockingly, right. I love it, but shockingly. And yeah, I have to no, imagine, no, thank you. Uh, AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which if you haven't been watching, it'll be a new match as opposed to the rest of us who have seen it like three times already. But still, it's AJ Styles Ricochet. And AJ Styles is a heel champion. He is the U.S. champion to go with the OC's Raw Tag Team Champions. Okay. All right. Has AJ Styles started low blowing people yet, or he's not, not that style of heel? Not this that time. I'm aware of. Um, let's see. What other matches am I missing? Because there's the matches that have been announced. Oh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Okay. If Kevin Owens loses, he has to quit. And if Shane loses, nothing. <laughs> Great. Uh, the Miz Super. versus Dolph Ziggler. The Miz fighting for the honor of Shawn Michaels. But you told me Ziggler was going to face Gold Dust Berg. Gold Dust Berg. <laughs> the rumor is. The rumor is. Oh, man. I just suddenly popped into my mind the name of the town in. Uh, in. Uh, uh, what was that show with the ducks? DuckTales was Duckburg. And then suddenly Gold Duckburg. <laughs> With my head, it's only now. Now, Goldust and Goldberg are a duck chimera I, I in did, my brain. You said Goldust instead of Goldberg, and I did picture all two hundred and eighty pound, eighty five pound Jack Bill Goldberg in gold face paint and a wig. And now he's a duck. So, oh man, you're welcome, Internet. <laughs> um, Do we have any artists that listen to the show? Besties, I don't care if you don't have any talent. You need to draw uh, a Goldberg as gold dust, but he's a duck. And you need to take a picture of that and email it to podcast at DDTWrestling.com before our next episode. That is your homework for the week. What if they have Photoshop skills? Can they try to Photoshop that? Absolutely. Any sort of visual medium. Uh, we're going to have a contest. There's going to be, we're going to take the top 15 and then we're going to put okay. them in front of some judges and uh, then we'll select the top five and the grand prize winner will receive absolutely nothing, but we're going to laugh about it. Bragging rights. Uh, Ooh, that's a good pay-per-view name. Have you looked at the email? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Oh God, what have I done? <laughs> Uh, Brandon Mack helped us out, but Kevin yes. Johnson has sent us five emails today. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. And here we thought this would be a pod blast. Uh, Bestie Glenn, keeping cool. Good evening, guys. A lot less gruesome question this week. With everywhere suffering with the summer heat, including the UK for a change, what sort of beverage do you drink and what do you eat to keep cool? When the thermometer rises. Thanks, a very sweaty Glenn. Thank you, Glenn, for the email. I appreciate, Glenn, that this email will not require a week of thinking. <laughs> In which case, we'll forget within 20 minutes. Uh, now I'm just imagining a very moist Glenn. I'm not sure I like that, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, watermelon. Watermelon's a good choice. Um, for beverages, I'd like a nice Arnold Palmer, you know, a uh, iced tea, lemonade, vodka sort of mix. Ah. Yeah. I don't do alcohol in the summer because I'll, alcohol immediately raises my body temperature, and I don't need that in the summer. So I try to avoid it. Fair enough. 
Um, well, so what do you drink? A nice cool Coca-Cola beverage? Ah, no, refreshing. No. Water. But Coca-Cola is a classic. It this is. is branding. It is. Give hey. us your advert dollar. <laughs> hey, oh. in that case, oh, man, when I crack open that ice cold Diet Coke and pour it all over my face because I'm a construction worker in that 90s commercial <laughs> and all the women are watching me on their lunch break. Oh, man. oh that's good. Nothing's that's better. good. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into Kevin's emails here. Uh, you can you're all over this one. Smelly farts. Hello, chaps. I've been super busy recently, so struggled to catch up with emailing in with hot topics. Had a spam toasty this morning. Photos are available in the Find Your Happy chat. Evening. Evening. Yeah, I spam toasty. You said morning. (laughs) Whatever. Um, These photos are available in the Find Your Happy chat, but I'll attach a couple for DC as he left the group of besties. It was nice. That is a can of Spam, which is a chopped pork and ham product made by Hormel, or licensed by Hormel. Mm-hmm. A blend with a minimum of 90% meat, so I'd like to know what the other 10% is. Those are some photos of the Spam out of the can, and now it's it been put onto a like slice of... thick-cut deli meat. Yeah, it, looked, it doesn't look that... And now he's got shreds, maybe some sort of... Uh, Mexican uh, cheese cheddar blend, blend. cheddar blend. Yeah. Oh, oh and then he's going to toast it. Yeah, hey. so that's not a panini. Uh, I, I, I did actually check in to that chat a little bit. A toasty, it's like a panini because it gets grilled, right? You see the grill marks on this photo. But apparently it does, it's a different type of machine because it like seals the edges of the sandwich, um, apparently. So like around the perimeter, it's actually like sealed in some way. It gets like, yeah, I don't know. It sounds crazy to me, but. Like a ravioli? Something like that. I'm not All sure right. if it's just sealed well, from the heat or what, but... Second homework assignment. Somebody send me a picture of what the sealed edge looks like. Uh, so I have a question for you both. As the last couple of weeks, Doc has seemed down. I feel we need a double dose of positivity this week. What in the last week has given you a piece of positivity? Thanks, Kev. P.S. Email subject has nothing to do with the oh, email. Oh, thank God. Get Outlook for iOS. Not sure why it says Outlook for iOS. It's still an iPhone. Is it- Message clipped. You entire message. Um, all right. So a double dose. You need two something from the past week that has. I bet you you had smelly farts after eating that sandwich. You're trying to claim that there's no relevance, <laughs> but I bet you after eating all that spam and cheese, um, I bet you've got some smelly farts tonight. That's my piece of positivity. Imagining Kevin Johnson hotboxing himself in a tiny UK flat after eating all of the Spam Toasties. As long as you're happy. Um, I'm smiling. I, I think you gagged a little, I, which makes me even happier. I, I went <laughs> I went to uh, my old stomping grounds, met up with some good friends, had oh, some really? ice Where'd cream. You go? Who'd you see? You and your. You had more wife. ice cream after we saw me this week. That's no, weird. No, I had ice cream with you. Yes, <clears> you did. But you said it was good friends. So who else did you, you see? That's you. Didn't did you run into run, someone you else? Run into another good friend. You thought that you know somebody was being attacked. But, I thought uh, your wife might have been dying. Yes, I thought I was yes. screaming. And it sounds no, suspiciously like your wife. We wound up catching another friend as she was running in the ninety-five degree heat because she's a crazy person, uh, running across campus. And your wife just back. screamed going back to her job as the director of some material sciences finance department whatever 
Cool. Anyways, our next email comes from our good buddy, Brandon. No subject. Hey, guys, it's been a long time since I've sent an email, mainly because the majority of the time I can't think of anything, but I figured I'm long overdue for sending one in. What are your thoughts on Maria being the new 24-7 champion, and who do you think is going to win the belt from her next? The 24-7 championship is my current favorite thing about WWE because I love some Wrestle Silly. Our truth and Drake Maverick have made that title must-see. Thanks, as always. Keep up the good work. Your pal, Brandon Mack. Virus free, www.avg.com. AVG, the number one source of virus-free emails. Yes. If you want your electronic messages to not be full of spam, malware, and viruses, you need AVG. Um, I have to imagine her husband will win it back at some point, and then will run off and lose it before she gets a chance to get it back. But that seems likely. That's my guess. Uh, Brandon, you're always welcome, even if you can't think of anything. Just say hi. Hello. Uh, Kevin Johnson, another question. Hi, guys. We have a mutual friend at VAP who is learning to drive. He struggles with manual gearboxes, which is very common in the UK. So have you ever driven a manual gearbox? As my understanding is most Yank cars are autos. Plus, you drive on wrong side of the road. Have you ever been to the UK and experienced driving on the correct side? Interested in knowing your driving lesson experiences and if you passed the test the first time. Plus, can you list your top four dream automobiles? Thanks, Kev. Get Outlook for iOS. Has he changed his name to Vap? I don't think so. Um, maybe he just assumes that he's persona non gratis on the show. I don't know. Um, now, that said, manual gearboxes, you're right, are not very common here in the States. In fact, they're more of a specialty item. Most standard equipment these days are automatic transmissions, and you actually have to pay money if you want a manual transmission on some you know, more luxury sports cars. That's a stick so, shift, right? Same thing, yep. Okay. Um, I have no idea how to drive a stick shift. I had a friend of mine who, who did drive a, man, a, a, a manual. I, I tried it once. I don't think I ever got it actually into gear. Uh, so my impression is it is difficult. And I would not blame you for having difficulty, VAP. In fact, if you can get your hands on an automatic mobile in the UK, I would highly suggest doing so and taking your driving test that way. It's a lot less to think about a lot less that you're juggling with your feet and your hands and your things it's always good to be juggling your things yeah my dad had a stick shift in his old truck and he tried to teach me and i made it make a lot of sounds that i don't think cars are supposed to make and he said maybe this isn't for you yeah so that was (laughs) i do think i could learn it now just at the time when i tried it i was much much younger much closer to the time when I first started driving, in fact. And I don't think I had, nobody had ever explained to me, even the person who was letting me drive their car to learn ostensibly, they didn't explain to me the process of how it's supposed to work. So I was kind of just jamming on things. (laughs) Um, I think I could actually learn it if somebody tried uh, to show me how it's actually supposed to work, Uh, but I've really never had the opportunity. Automatics are easy to drive, so there you go. Um, I did not go to driver's ed. I did not. No, nope, I, I did. Nope. My my dad taught me how to drive. We almost killed each other on the daily at that point. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Dad and I did not have a great relationship in my teenage years. and um, That's because you were I, so rebellious. You were just such a, a wild card. You were just so out there with your 
with your drama and acapella and <laughs> I did not do acapella and your desire to wear Janko jeans. He didn't like that. He didn't like that I wanted to be a skater. The the Oh, you would have died. The, <laughs> I would not have been good. I would have just sat on it and rolled down the hill. <laughs> That actually sounds like fun, though. So I really apologize if this audio is unusable because I'm watching the Audacity track, and every so often my audio does does movements that I have never seen before. So I don't know. I exact- look forward to the feedback we get from this show. Um, but yes, I did pass the first time, despite the fact that I did a reverse K turn. Which I, which I don't even know what that would be, but I had to do like a three-point turn, and I did three different points than I was supposed to. Um, <clears throat> the driving instructor did have to tell me to go faster because I was going so far under the speed limit that he had to be like, you can speed it up, son. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I, did, I did go to driver's ed. Um, they mostly just showed us awful videos of people dying, I think probably to scare us into driving well. Um and of course it was on road time but yeah I passed the first time one what they consider a major error on my test but that's acceptable for passing purposes and that apparent I, and I would swear that I did this because again I had been to driver's ed and it was definitely something that I was in the habit of doing but maybe I just didn't exaggerate my movements enough for the test giver but apparently I didn't do a head check when I was changing lanes but I'm almost, I really think I did. I just don't think he, maybe he saw it. I don't know. But uh, but other than that, yeah, passed. Um, but, you know, I think it can be a very anxiety-inducing um, experience. And that can be very detrimental for people with a certain mindset. And on top of that, you know, I was driving automatic. I do think a manual is exponentially more difficult because you've got to be thinking about other things and again it's already anxiety inducing to begin with you're not comfortable with it you're being tested you've offered something you've paid for like it just keeps piling up you know what i mean so um i would recommend it if you can get your hands on auto i, I would say give it a shot mm-hmm. um but what's your four dream cars you got any dream mobiles no not a single one i d- no? i have never cared i would like just for the nostalgia purposes, I would like the Colgate bomber back, and I would like a a Jeep that is the color of toothpaste. Just, okay, hope, but just for the it, okay. feels. Let's change this up just a little bit then. If you could have any cars from from fiction, like, are you going to take the Tumbler? Are you going to take no. you know the the new Batman tank? You're going to take uh, <laughs> Kit from are Knight you- Rider. Are you familiar with the 80s cartoon Mask? Yes. Yes, I am. I want the red car with the wing doors. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And yeah. and they spelled Mask M-A-S-Q. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it K? Yeah, they were just they spelled it funny. in between. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just the abbreviation. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Mobile Armored Strike Command, but Command was spelled with a K. Excellent, excellent. I might go with a DeLorean if I if it actually had a flux capacitor in it sure. that worked. This is a dream automobile, so why not? Um, and of course, I mean the version uh, that flies, not not just the regular on the road uh, first version. Yeah, uh, but no, cars have never been something. Wait a second. Hold on. 
What a, there is another dream car that I assume you would have to have. Oh, yeah, Ecto-1. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just typed in, like, famous cars, and I'm scrolling, and all of a sudden I'm like, no. I might, uh-huh. I might want that car just to give it to you. Thank but, um, you. Yeah. But no, cars have never been something that I have been particularly uh, enamored with. If I had to pick, I don't have any interest in a sports car. Maybe I'd take the mystery machine. Ooh. I do remember thinking as a kid that like having like a panel van would be really handy. And then realizing soon after that, that I was a terrible person <laughs> and should probably not want that kind of car. But I was like, you yeah. can fit so much stuff in there. All the things and all the drugs. Um, but yeah, no, cars have never been my scene. Can I get a teleporter and not have to worry about driving? Because I'll take that. There you go. Oh. This next Kevin one comes in from Kevin Johnson. <laughs> another okay. one. Have you seen The Boys on Amazon Prime? I have not seen The Boys on Amazon Prime, but it is something I have I have looked at every time I see it on my fire stick. It's a show that I think I might be interested in checking out an episode. But I have I've read it. the entire comic book run of The Boys, all oh. 72 or 78 issues of that. So I'm familiar with The Boys. I've heard that the Amazon series sticks pretty close to it with a few changes. I will say there's some intensely adult content in the comics that I'd be very surprised if it gets translated onto the television series. But... I, I, I could see it happening, so I don't know. I don't know. I think, especially some stuff early on, that if they translate it, might make you uncomfortable. Okay. But I, I think if you can get past it, um, the I think the worst stuff that I'm thinking of is relatively upfront. Um, right. Once I, things get set in motion, it's uh, never I did quite watch as bad. Into the Spider Verse this week, which was good. So. Yeah. Um, Here's the next one from Kevin, and this is for Doc, so I'll read it. Doc, have you seen any clips about Seven Days to Die Alpha 18? Or are you still waiting for Stable to come out? Have you got any new upgrades on your PC? Miss your streaming. I do, too. Oh. Um, I have seen some clips for Alpha 18. I saw that they were reworking... Um, sort of the collectible system books in particular collecting books getting sets with different abilities and get like a a set bonus if you find all the books in a certain series um improvements to random uh map generation that sort of thing yeah i don't know i think it looks pretty good but i've been out of it for so long i don't have any real desire to go back alpha 17 changed a lot about the game that i keep looking at it and i'm just like i'm not sure this looks fun anymore or at least not as fun as it used to be so i've been sort of hesitant to go back to it i might i might just wait for stable to come out just to see where it finally ends up i, I don't know what um, is uh what is not fun about it anymore well one of the things that they did was you it used to be like houses and buildings like you would go in and clear them and sometimes there'd be zombies sometimes there wouldn't be um but usually they were just sort of open spaces with you know just like going into a house but what I saw was in Alpha 17, they really redid all of the inner geometry of all the structures. And they basically made it so that every single structure was like a maze where like there's lots of clutter inside and like sleeper zombies are like around every corner. And it looks like you it looks like it very much is a slower paced thing where you have to now be slowly creeping around every corner and not getting blindsided and 
I don't know. Like, it just seems like it looks way more tedious now um, than it was before. And that's just not something I'm really looking for, to be honest. I don't need every single building to be a dungeon. I think it would be cool if there were, you know, more complicated buildings in the world. And I, But it seems like they even made the simple places way more complicated than they need to be. Where, like, you have to find the way in. You're basically just following a path and finding where it goes out. I don't know. It just it looks... It doesn't look it looks less dynamic and slower and I don't know, just less enjoyable, in my opinion. I don't know, but I haven't played it. So that could be bias and, you know, a biased opinion for someone who hasn't played it at all. So it definitely looks more polished than it was before. So, again, I'm willing to give it a shot again in the future. Just um, haven't had the bug quite yet. As for the upgrades on the PC, um, nothing yet, although just recently AMD released um, the Ryzen 3000 series of processors, specifically the desktop processors, the 3600 and up from there, um, which are based off the Zen 2 core architecture, brand new CPU core architecture, um, which finally brings AMD products in line with Intel in terms of the instructions per clock, which is to say the amount of work that it does, um, you know, per megahertz or gigahertz of speed um because it used to be amd chips did a lot less work per clock um, per tick of the clock of the processor but now they're finally right there the clock speeds are pretty good and the best thing about them is they've got a ton of cores on there intel for the last 10 years has really stagnated um in a lot of ways and amd this is finally like a step forward in the cpu uh landscape um for the first time in a while i'm very excited by these chips but they had a bit of a rocky launch. They only came out about a month ago. Their BIOS um, the, for the motherboards were a little buggy on launch. I'm sort of waiting for that to peter out. I'd like to just get a motherboard that has the latest updates installed and it just works, but those updates aren't even really available yet. Never mind stock in the box. So it's probably gonna be a couple of months before I, I look at it very seriously, but uh, I think I'm close. I think that's the technology I want to buy um, so it's just going to be a, a matter of time at this point. And that will mean you will be streaming all of your great video games. Oh, of course. That's, that's exactly what that means. Of course, sure. of course. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Another one. Can you tell I'm on my own tonight and thinking of random stuff to ask? I feel I can ask as your friends, and I'm bloody paying for this service on Patreon. And we appreciate on that. On Patron? We appreciate that, Kevin. Have we some do. Patron. So what are your thoughts on our royal family? Are they worth having? Should we pay for them with our tax? We get a lot of tourists due to them, so I think they are worthwhile and make our country what it is. Probably last email for the week. Hope I've made up for my lack Lies. of emails for the last couple of weeks. Thanks, Kev. Get Outlook for iOS. Hmm. Um, I could tell, yes. Hey, I'm all for it. I agree. I'm all for it. If all of our besties sent us five emails, it would be like ten emails true um what do i think about the royal family i i don't often think about the royal family sorry me neither uh, Who's i that? know megan <clears throat> meg markle yeah is is she a royal now she is, or is she, she just like Prince a fox Harry. news person i can't even remember no that's stacy dash is it yeah you're thinking of the girl from clueless who then became a conservative conservative they look kind of alike do no. they Meghan Markle be. was an actress. She was on the show Suits on USA, um, which I only know because I watched Raw and saw it on the commercials. Uh, but no, she's now married 
Prince Harry. Uh, then there's Kate and the other guy. I wanted to call him George, but that's not his name. That's the kid's Charles? name. Charles? That's the dad's name. I think it's William. <laughs> um, I got no idea. Yeah, Are they I, worth I having? Think, clearly. Clearly, yes. I think monarchies are weird but it's not even really a monarchy right because they're not even they don't actually have any government power anymore right no it well it's it's still technically a monarchy but it's a i don't want to call it a puppet monarchy but it's a monarchy for occasion you know like when when a dignitary visits london they go to buckingham palace and see the queen even though she's you know, they have a par- parliamentary government system. I don't believe the queen has a lot of power, though she's a queen. I'm sure she could get something done if she wanted to. But, uh, you know, I feel bad saying this. It is it is an an odd kind of idiosyncrasy for your country. and A remnant of history, perhaps? Yes. And, you know, I'm sure America has our own remnants of history, and we've got our own political issues just like the uk does oh i don't know america seems like it's doing all right these days oh yeah yeah we're fantastic Um, just so good so you know i am i am sure that you do get a lot of tourist income for people trying to catch a peek of the royal babies or going like i said going to buckingham palace or doing all of that but um yeah i i feel bad because you know we are beloved in the uk and we love our uk besties but I believe Weird Al Yankovic has an old song called the Buckingham Blues. And if I recall, it's humorous. It is Weird Al. So I recommend you look that up. Kevin Johnson. Buckingham Blues. If that is your real name. Uh, His final email. uh, I got rid of it, but it just said, uh, happy recording. Thanks for the email. I'm going to tell you a story about Chuck and Diane, a couple British kids from the palace at Buckingham. Oh, it's a yeah. It sounds like it's starting out like that John Mellencamp song. You should play it on the YouTube. So I bet it exists. Not right now. Nope. Nope. You asked for it. (laughs) Sonic Mario sixty four. Let's see what this does to my. Probably should stop it there just due to copyright. <laughs> just so we don't get sued. Yeah, there you go. All right. You know, Weird Al's really looking at dumb but Very good litigious. wrestling podcasts. Very litigious, that Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> uh, what is your piece what of positivity? Um, your second my one. My piece. What? Your second one. All right, my first one was Kevin Johnson hotboxing himself in a UK flat after eating spam and cheese toasties all day long. Yes, right. Yes. So my second piece of positivity. This week would have to be um uh what's yours DC <laughs> Um well let's see I feel like I had something too um I yeah I I'm <laughs> I'm hearing the siren song, 
of creepers and skeletons and block pixels and things. So uh, I opened up Minecraft for the first time in a long time. No way! Yeah. What what version do you play? Uh, I don't know. Whatever the version is on there. <laughs> what, what type of machine do you play on? This laptop. Is it a Windows machine? Yeah. Is Do you get it through the Windows store, or do you download I, it? I've had it for a while, and it turns out... Does it out require like, Java? It is the Java edition, I believe. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. So... So, yeah, so I, you know, I played it for a little bit. It's one of those I was watching this, like, Minecraft tutorial, of, and they were, you know, talking about all of these things that you should do. And I was like, all right, I could do that. And then again, it's five minutes in, and I'm just digging through a mountain just for fun. Like, I'm like, I don't actually, like, I don't need a house. I live underground. I'll be a mole man. <laughs> I think so. that would be fun to do, especially... If I do build a new computer, like I could use this old one and just like start a Minecraft server and then uh, we could just put it out there. We put the IP address out there. Anybody that listens to the show, UK wants to get on and uh, why can't you do that right now? Because it requires too much. It doesn't actually require very much, but it just would require a box that's going to stay on all the time. Really? Ah, okay. So. Yeah. So, oh, so as long as the, the machine has to stay on in order for the server to stay up exactly exactly okay yeah i would love to play it multiplayer i think that would make it more fun um but you know here you I know digging holes in mountains digging holes in so so minecraft your piece of positivity is minecraft this week I'm, I'm enjoying it you know it is it's kind of that idle game where you can put something on tv or put a podcast on and all of a sudden two hours go by and you're like wow and you're like, wow. I enjoyed it. I'll probably play good. again this evening. Very good. Very, very good. Um, I'm not sure what my piece of positivity is this week. I'm still, I'm still struggling. I don't know. I feel like it's been a good week, though. Are you watching anything interesting? Are you reading anything interesting? Um, I'm reading... Oh, oh, uh, you know, this is... Here, yeah, here we go. Here's a good piece of positivity. Over the weekend... Um, I think I had mentioned this on the show a couple of times. Um, there, I've been struggling with episode two of Horrid, writing that. And I think I might have explained on last week's episode that part of that was due because of this one sentence that I had read uh, in this book yes. by, uh, by uh, this author, Rick Warland. Uh, and the book name of the book is uh, The Horror Film, An Introduction, or The Horror Movie, An Introduction? I think it's Horror Film, An Introduction. Anyways... Um, I said to myself, and I've looked all over, I, I started getting some leads on this, but I didn't find anything super concrete, but I was having fun getting that research done. I went online, I found some decent sort of side sources, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get those on interlibrary loan, I, I got those requested. But, you know, after that all sort of died down, I had the thought to myself, well, this Rick Warland guy, he must like horror movies, and he wrote this book, and he wrote that line. I wonder if he's... I wonder if he's around. So I did a quick Google search and I found him uh, online. He's a professor at an institution. And I right there was his email address. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write to this gentleman and see if he can, if he's willing to uh, share some sources with me, if he can point me in the right direction, if he's got any suggestions on this one particular part of his book. 
And I was amazed because I was sort of thinking to myself, you know, he might not get back to me at all. You know, it's the summer. He might not write back to me for a month or, you know, a week. He's a faculty member at a university. Like he wrote back to me within like 15 minutes with this long, lengthy email with more sources and authors than I could probably ever hope to actually read and get through. Um, very friendly, offered to take any other questions I have on anything else in the book. It was a really cool, positive experience. It was really fun to reach out to somebody and just get that sort of, you know, he clearly really has an appreciation um, for his work because obviously that is his work. That is what he studies is, you know, film and media and things. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's every day that he gets an email from someone who is interested in his work or his book that he published, you know, 15 years ago um but hey i think i think maybe i made his day and he certainly made mine uh by writing back to me so that was really cool i thought that was really awesome uh what's his name again rick warland well all right good for you it's you i'm telling you you're gonna reach such levels of fame i doubt that very much okay well so I, i would have to actually produce something you know first and then i'd have to produce it on a regular basis which as we said at the beginning of this show, how long do we do something for five years? I mean, that that just doesn't happen. I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, this whole blog thing's kind of overrated. Isn't it? <laughs> Although, no, I wrote I wrote today about, you know, what a 305 live turn, super heavyweight tournament could look like. So that was fun. But Very nice. All right. Thank you for joining us on 185, like never, 186. Whatever episode this is, we're approaching 200. We're past the five-year mark, uh, at least in terms of trying a podcast. Uh, Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to our back catalog by going to ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support towards DC and Doc. It helps keeps the lights on and the podcast train a chugging. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on this dumb but good podcast. Won't you be our bestie? <laughs>